Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Bird Brothers podcast. I am one of your hosts, Falcon, joined as always with my fellow co-host, Condor. Condor, how are you doing today? Oh, you know, I'm doing fantastic. It is a beautiful day out. Very beautiful. As you can see probably from the windows, I am having a fantastic day and I'm ready to talk about some anime. Are Are you you ready to talk about some anime, Falcon? Oh, of course. I'm always ready. And of course, today we are talking about... The Kawaii Complex Guide to Manner slash Hostile Behavior, which is a slice of life comedy show, I would say would be the best phrasing. Slice of life comedy school setting. I'd Mm. say that's probably accurately summarizes the categories and genres up for the show. Mm -hmm. All right. And if you want to know even more what it's about, uh, thanks to his parents' job, high school freshman Kazunari Usa finally gets to enjoy living on his own. His mother makes him stay at Kawaii Complex, a boarding house that provides meals for its residents. Ritsu, the senpai he admires, also lives in Kawaii Complex, as do a few other unique individuals. Uh, Shirosaki, I think that's his last name, the novelist. Uh, we just call him Shiro normally. Uh, mm-hmm. Masochist's roommate. Manyumi, the beautiful, buxom office lady who has terrible luck with men. And Sayaka, a sly and predatory college student. Surrounded by these people, Usa finds his daily life neither peaceful nor boring. As the series progresses, Usa and Risu gradually become closer friends, and the pair's feelings for each other grow stronger. After a series of misunderstandings, including Usa's belief that Risu has developed feelings for a classmate, and thinking that he is kind to her out of pity rather than genuine caring, the two eventually become who knows. I, yeah, I don't know because I don't. <laughs> yeah, right. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, it's it's a very much your typical kind of high school romance comedy show. Yeah, um, but it, I feel like it's done very well and very kind of uniquely at some points uh, without being anything crazy uh, impactful. I guess I would say the anime itself was twelve episodes. Plus, it mm-hmm. did have an. OVA, which is an original visual animation. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact, the anime is up to 28 ch- chapters in the manga, which is actually the first three volumes. So if you somehow can translate Japanese, because unfortunately this manga is not released in the West over here. So you would have to, ch- you could find it online probably if you were to look, but it is the first three volumes um Mm -hmm. however not every single chapter in those three volumes is an episode they have like little it's like each episode they have like little short segments not like super short maybe like six seven for like each chapter because you know it's Mm -hmm. not the longest it's very casual very Mm -hmm. good things happening basically how the anime starts is you have this guy who's our main character and he's just like oh hey that girl over there she's she's cute she's my type of girl (laughs) <laughs> and she's then he's cute, like she's alone in the library reading that's a of course who doesn't mm-hmm. like a girl who reads right you know what i'm saying anyway um then he's he's as we mentioned he's moving out on his own finally able to go out in the world and be himself you know and mm-hmm. then he finds out that oh he lives in this place which a lot of weirdos uh and then he also finds out the girl he likes also lives there it must mm-hmm. be fate that we live it in the same be. place they're destined to be together <laughs> It has to be. I mean, we already, they already lived together. That's step, step one, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know it's Destiny. When he saw that she lived there, the screen just went to white and pink, you know? It was just like, oh, man. 
what's going on truly a romantic moment truly yeah yeah that's basically how the anime starts in Mm -hmm. my perspective i i feel like it was a pretty nice start pretty 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 basic pretty easy understanding so if you're still if you're just getting into watching it you'll probably understand where the show's gonna go Mm -hmm. you know anything you'd like to add about your first thoughts of the show falcon um, no, I mean, I've seen this several times before. Uh, this was your first time watching it, if I'm correct, Condor. Um, yes. But yeah, it's that's pretty much it. It's your typical kind of slice of life show. I almost feel like you could equate it to being more of a more sitcom-esque. It's very much them at the house or at school. Uh, but it's just it follows the same five or six characters over and over again and doesn't really deviate too much from that. Um, so you could almost say it's a sitcom-esque anime but that may just be me yeah you could say it could just be you but you know it does have its charms i i can't agree on the sitcom uh point of view it does kind of feel like that at times you know the comedy is definitely nice i found myself chuckling along a few times Mm -hmm. i'm sure there's a lot of relatable characters as well you have the character who's a masochist because obviously everyone relates to that guy Mm -hmm. then you have the girl who does not have any luck with men and then you have the girl who's uh likes to abuse people's weaknesses and get into their heads in a way you know Mm -hmm. it's a there's a character for everybody everybody can join along and have some fun with this show there Um, really is now uh, we should probably go in and start talking about the characters. Uh, Mr. Falcon, who would you like mm-hmm. to start with? Let's start with our main character. We'll start with Usa. Um, okay. So uh, Usa is 16. His parents had to move away for a job that he wanted to live out on his own instead of having to move again. Um, so that he got put into Kauai Complex because as his parents phrased it, they got a good deal. Um, Usa is a very kind and caring individual. Um, he's been used to dealing with a bunch of very odd people throughout his life. He handles them very well, um, which is why he ended up getting accepted into Kawhi Complex. Uh, Sumiko, who's the manager, understood that he dealt with all these weird people. He was very well at, or he was very adept at dealing with them and handling it. And so he would blend in very well. Um, so they, she cut them a really good deal. So he'd move in. Uh, but you even find out that in middle school, all of the quote unquote weird people just flocked to him and he kind of had to deal with them because no one else would so they called him the oddball handler because he just handled all the oddballs and like a girl who could see who had like a sixth sense that could see ghosts a guy who thought his knee was the portal to the underworld and uh oh a mad scientist i think was the other example they used he was wanting to like do experiments with venom or something the uh um, the guy with the knee and he only showed up for, like that one scene but it made me yeah. laugh because it made me think of chujubi it was like my knee it burns with the yeah. sensations of another world. Just, yeah, and same with the scientist. Happen. He only shows up in that one like flashback scene. Uh, the sixth sense girl does come up sometimes. We'll talk about her more later. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not super important. Um, but that's pretty much his base personality, unless I've missed something you feel. No, that's pretty much Usa in a nutshell. Our main character himself. Personally, uh, he's probably not one of my favorite characters in the show. Uh, I always like a main character who when the time comes he can like step up and fight for what what it can be even though he, he feels pathetic and there are times when he does that but i feel like he does not do it enough but mm-hmm. I, I feel like maybe that might be my skewed perspective off of action anime where this is a slice of life anime and that's that these things don't happen much uh, uh however i do find usa to be a bit of a coward in some regards uh he's still a very likable person but and it's very cute to see him 
there was actually it was episode i forget it was an episode where he was trying to get close to ritsu it was almost kind of stalkerish and i'm like dude you need to like actually chill out like seriously you're gonna like he, annoy he, her. he has a creepy vibe at sometimes he um, really does have a creepy vibe sometimes it, it was kind of off-putting but as the show goes on it, it just generally goes away I, I think i only got that feeling early on in the show like around episode two or three where he's like literally doing everything he can to try to be with her like dude you just gotta you gotta chill man it's gonna happen if it happens it happens you know yeah i think you know you're talking about the one where he keeps trying to walk home with her and so he just keeps running into her everywhere uh i think the one where he keeps talking about he's not gonna take a hint that she wants him to leave her alone yeah but that was because of uh that was because of Sayaka being like, you got to yeah. be there for her no matter what. She likes that. And I mean, I mean, I guess he took those words literally to heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just because of that. He literally just kept on like stalking her. It was kind of gave me a little creepy vibe there, as we mentioned. But, you yeah. know, and that's something uh, I picked this one just because I never hear people talk about it much, but I really liked the show. So I wanted to talk about it. Um, but mm-hmm. the one time I did talk with people about it, that was something that brought up people didn't understand or some people didn't understand why people liked Usulix. They felt he was just a creeper throughout the whole show. Um, and that was the first time I watched it. I didn't really pick up on it. I just felt it to him trying too hard and just being that annoying guy who turns up everywhere. But on, upon rewatches, I totally get it. Um, but yeah, and it's not even necessarily because he's creepy. He's not good at dealing with girls he never has been this seems like it's really the first time he's crushed on somebody so he'll just kind of take whatever advice he's given whether it's good or bad and run with it and because of that he gets stuck in some weird situations because of it because of who his housemates are they're the main people he gets advice from so you've got like you said his roommate who's this giant masochist you've got the drunk lady who keeps picking terrible guys today and getting heartbroken who then is jealous that they've got this pure crush going on and they're not making any moves and then Sayaka who just wants to mess with them to mess with them so he doesn't really have a great uh information group or I guess mentorship group going on yeah I'd say that so it's I don't really feel like that's on Usa he's just a clueless teenager who's trying to figure it out um but yeah there's definitely times where (laughs) he does some things that really shouldn't he probably shouldn't have done yeah, I felt that vibe. As I mentioned, I felt it early on that mm-hmm. it was creepy, but as the anime progressed, like around to like the later episodes, that that feeling kind of went away. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's maybe how the anime handled it, or if it's just a feeling I got. I'm not sure if in the original source material that it, it would still was like that, but mm-hmm. that's the feeling I got from Musa. Overall, <clears throat> he's still a he's still a decent character. Definitely not my favorite, but he is he when when matters do matter, he will kind of step up to the plate. There was this one scene where there was a stalker uh, mm-hmm. and literally you have Ritsu who's just like walking, reading her book because she's happy she can read. And uh, there's this guy who was literally like, oh, I'm going to show you my butt. And he literally touches her like on the shoulder, but she's ignoring it. And he's like, hey, pay attention to me. And she's about to turn around. And then Usa comes like, hey, don't touch her. And that was literally like the coolest, one of the coolest moments I've seen that. And then Usa he called the guy a string bean. He called him a string bean. Yeah. He called uh, the- <laughs> like oh you gotta t- make him feel bad about himself so he doesn't like feel confident called him a string bean and, and then he looked and he's like i mean well hung bastard <laughs> it's like yeah okay, he actually complimented him instead yeah. it's like, oh come yeah. on you ruined a cool moment ah give him one give Saika him one and mayumi saved that moment so much yeah we can talk like about they that do it every later. time yeah um <laughs> 
gosh, they're great. Uh, but yeah, they are good. Yeah, I think the most relatable thing about Usa to me is how much he worries. I think one of my favorite scenes, uh, he ends up asking Ritsu, who's the senpai he's crushing on, uh, if she can recommend a book because she's always reading and he doesn't really have much to do. So he asks if she could recommend a book for him to read because he started reading one of her books. No, it was before he recommended it. He was just reading one of her books. So they start talking about it and it's going great. They're agreeing on all these points and then they disagree on two points. And he starts freaking out that he's ruining his chance. He's trying to figure out how to turn it around. So he turns around. He's thinking of all these possibilities of what's going on and how he's goofed up. Uh, and I think it's Miami that says typical Usa. He's so busy worrying about how to recover and how he's looking. He's not noticing her face and it just shows her face and she is beaming with excitement that she finally has somebody to talk about this book with. And I was like, I, I feel like that's horribly relatable. And that's still one of my favorite scenes in that show. It's just, he's ter- mortified. He's messed up and she's elated. And he just is not paying attention. You he's, know, he's a young kid. Paranoid. He cares about yeah. love more, you know? I mean, and that's, that's exactly how I would have been, how I was as a teenager. I probably worried about things that I didn't need to because I was so in my head, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, of course, everyone was Yeah, like yeah. By the way, just real quick, I want to take this moment to, to, uh, to say that the animation for this is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. for the anime i don't know the animation studio actually i can look that up really quick oh Thank brian's you. base oh yes brian's base i remember i read it they did I, uh Jirarara, i believe oh, they did? Book of friends spice oh, and wolf 2 Jirarara. uh penguin drum whoa a yeah. little monster brian's they they did really well with this anime i really mm-hmm. liked how the, the the eyes are pretty beautiful the sparkles are great like the, the eye sparkles just like the animation style overall is mm-hmm. very beautiful. Probably one of the best things that drew me into the anime when I first started watching it. It was really beautiful. Uh, they also did Kenichi's Mightiest, The Mightiest Disciple. Ah. Mm, okay. What do you think about the animation style? Falcon? Animation is beautiful. I love it. Uh, even just the little random bits where uh, it goes from having this gorgeous, just realistic, kind of more realistic anime art style to all of a sudden having a chibi one. I think one of my favorites is all of a sudden uh, Shiro gets punched by Mayumi and you see him flying through the sky and they literally just drew him as a stick figure yelling thank you (laughs) as he's flying away. Like what studio would have done that on the show that has some of the best animation I think I've ever seen in some like slice of life anime. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden it's like, you know what? It'd be funnier if we just drew him as a stick figure. We've got these really detailed, really gorgeous characters that we're constantly animating, but nope, he's just a stick figure all of a sudden and it was great. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so I guess we should move on to the next character, which is probably the best girl that me and Falcon could both agree on. Yeah, of course. Our We're main talk heroine. About that is right, Ritsu. Ritsu Kawaii. Ritsu is a character who basically likes to be left alone in her own world. She's mm-hmm. always just reading. Like, literally, there's probably like 98 or 99% of her scenes, she always has a book and she's always reading and she always just likes to just be in her own little world just reading to herself no matter what and is she's kind of she, she's you think just by looking at her f- at first she doesn't really show much emotions but when you get to know her more she actually shows a lot of different emotions and it's actually really cute to see and mm-hmm. honestly as i was watching the show i kind of realized that ritsu is probably one of my favorite characters probably my favorite character and the best girl in the whole show uh, what do you think about Ritsu Falcon? I would agree. I like Ritsu a lot. Um, yeah, she's always reading. Um, she never really has any friends at school. They always 
talk about her being alone. One of the side mm-hmm. characters calls her loner senpai because she never sees her to really talking with anybody. Um, and you kind of find out reasons for why she's like that. Um, mm-hmm. You find out she went to a new school. None of the students from her old school, like middle school, went to the high school. And she didn't know who to talk to or how to talk to them. And then by the time she decided away, it was too late. They already had friends. So she just thought it was easier being by herself and reading all the time. Um, but yeah, you all, there's other reasons too that I won't get too much into. Um, yeah. But otherwise, she's... Well, you're thinking that quick fun fact. Yeah. In the anime, uh, her hair was black, right? Yeah, it was black. Mm. However, in the manga, they actually made her hair brown. Mm. I read that fun fact somewhere. I'm not sure why they decided to change that. It's very, uh, very small change, mm-hmm. but it is a change. Uh, personally, I actually do like her with the black hair a lot mm-hmm. more. What would you say, black or brown for Ritsu? Probably black. Probably black, yeah, me yeah. too. But yeah, you just really get to, like, when you watch more of the show, you really get to, like, love her character and, like, understand her more and her actions and stuff. And just seeing her, like, act all, like, surprised or upset or happy is just probably some of the greatest feelings ever. Her character type is probably one of my favorite character types of all in, like, a show in general. She's definitely a really great character. You know, you know what I'm saying, Falcon? I know, what, I know what you're saying. I know, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. really cool how she interacts. There's like this episode where there's this person who's like trying to be friends with her and stuff. And like, <laughs> she, she's like always like on her tail, like texting her, talking to her, walking with her to school. And it's just like, she's just like getting aggravated with it. And it's just so cute to see her like pouting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I think my favorite part about that is they hear her text tone go off. They're all confused at whose phone it was because they've literally never heard her phone go off out of the whole time of them all living together. It's like, what was that? Wait, was that Ritsu's phone? You see her over there like trying to send a text back. Um, but yeah, that, that's great. But she's very um, she's very childlike at times. She can be very selfish. Um, but otherwise, she's normally fairly kind to most people. Uh, she just doesn't want to deal with people for the most, the majority of the time. I think she <laughs> phrased in one episode, she doesn't like any of the adults that live at Kawhi House because she thinks they're all terrible and doesn't want to end up like them. So she limits her interaction with them just because she's afraid she'll turn out like them. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like she's she's always reading even on the way to, to and from school. <laughs> on the way to school, sometimes she'll just walk straight like at a section. Well, probably the I can imagine. I don't think the anime showed it, but she she's probably the type of girl who would probably keep walking even if uh, there was cars going on the road when she was like crossing the road, you know? Yeah, well, they talk in the anime. Usa's walking home from school with her and they wait through five green walk lights because she's just so engrossed in reading. She's not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the whole deal with the the one where you talked about the uh, uh, flasher. Uh, she had to have Usa walk with her because she gave so into her books. They wouldn't let her walk to and from school alone. Uh, so they finally caught the flasher and she goes to the library by herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, on her way back, they find out there was a second flasher and they hadn't caught that guy yet. So they go to save her because these girls had seen the flasher by where Ritsu was going to be walking home from. And she's so engrossed in her book, she just walks right past the dude that gets her into trouble. Um, so they even have to tell her, like, you know, you're being super reckless. You need to be paying attention to what's going on around you. Um, and I think that's really the first time Usa like, says anything to her that's not super complimentary. Yeah. He's just really upset because he was terrified to death of what would happen to her. Um, 
and even they point out later on she's really selfish in how she interacts Usa's starts reading books so he can discuss with her more and get to know her better but they kind of point out she gets surprised when he talks about some video game and they're like well you're kind of selfish you don't ask him anything about himself you just talk about a book and then move on to read another one um so you kind of find out things like that but she's she likes a lot of childish activities there's an episode where they have a water gun fight and she's the one who's (laughs) the most into it they have an episode where they end up making these really huge bubbles and she's all about (laughs) it um but she doesn't want to willingly join in she's sitting like on the side of the courtyard reading and they have to like coax her into going into it she doesn't want to seem like she's really interested or into it even though they can all tell by how she's fidgeting and looking at them which i just found adorable it's like no i don't want to do that i'm here reading this is fine i don't want to oh no come on it'll be fun you know but uh get in the bubble right now (laughs) you want to try it we've got i think he coaxed into it by saying they have too much bubble solution for just the three of them and that that's what finally gets her to go join in but yeah she's 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 the most complex character i feel out of the group of yes, all of definitely. Them. And so she's the hardest to kind of peg down. Um, I guess reluctant is a good way. She doesn't, she's very reluctant to do things. That'd probably be a good source of it. Yeah. Um, that's probably the best way to describe her. Uh, yeah. Anything you else you have to say about Kawhi Sensei? No, I feel like that's a good uh, explanation of Ritsu as a character. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next one. Let's talk about Shiro. Okay. Falcon, who is Shiro? So Shiro is a novelist who shares a room with Usa. They have like a little curtain divider that they split down the middle. Um, He is the definition of a masochist. In fact, when you first meet him, Usa's walking uh, home from school. It's his first day that he's going to be staying at the Kauai complex. So he's going after school to go there and meet everybody. And he sees Shiro poking his head through a hole in the fence at an elementary school, looking really creepy. And uh, Shiro recognizes him because we find out Sumiko, who's the manager, showed Usa's picture to Shiro earlier in the day. Um, But a cop comes on and sees them talking and says they've got reports of a creepy man staring at, you know, the elementary school kids. And he's somehow able to convince the cop that he's not being creepy because if (laughs) anybody saw a hole in the fence, they would want to stick their head through it. Yeah. Um, And then I forgot... He made the comment about it. it seemed like it was some creepy pedo or whatever would be there. And he phrases out that he is very much creepy and loves staring at women, but they have to at least be 18, which then makes yeah. the cop drag him in anyway. Shiro has a strict rule about not messing around with girls under the age of 18. That's actually yeah. a fun trivia fact on his wiki page. And you find out he'll <laughs> hang around the elementary school sometimes, but it's to stare at the moms, not at the kids. So he's yeah. still doing all these creepy things, but for at least 18 plus reasons, I guess, but... Uh, he's also very, I guess, traditional. He's always wearing like a more like robe kind of attire. Mm-hmm. He's always doing something more old school. Like he's the one who made the bubble solution. He builds a Pythagoras device, uh, mud balls, just more like simple. He makes a rubber band gun in one episode. Uh, he doesn't write very often, even though that's his job. He just kind of does whatever he wants yeah, to do he's more of an inventor than a art writer which is kind yeah. of weird that they try to make him a novelist i feel like that was a weird characterization when they could have just easily wrote him as like an inventor when he yeah they could just literally... he's like a handyman carpenter inventor kind of guy who just yeah makes he odd things so many weird things that like that's how they have a lot of fun at the complex most of the time because of like his inventions 
they we, they do point out that his best skill is he's great at tying knots, um, which never comes in handy. Uh, I think the one time it does is when they tie up the flasher because they catch the flasher. It's like, all right, Shiro, use your useless talent. And he's like, yeah, but uh, yeah. Uh, otherwise, he's pretty much there in the show just to make some sort of funny or creepy remark while they're all talking about things. He uh, likes being berated. He's like, oh, thank you for the complaints. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think my favorite one is they're all having a night where they're telling stories and they have a giant Shiro floating down the river and this elderly couple catches them and ties them up and then like starts skinning them. And he's just like, oh yeah. And it was like, oh, Shiro, no. But but then uso popped out and he was gone. But you know, uh, yeah, he's just fun. Uh, he doesn't really get much character development in the episodes that focus on him, he also is with this uh, little girl named Chinatsu, who I think is like nine. Um, but it's more showing that he's this really creepy guy, but he's also fairly wise when he chooses to be. And he kind of helps her through some issues she's been having with her classmates at school. Um, Hero is definitely a very smart individual. I will mm-hmm. say that, obviously, because of all the things he invents. However, I think a lot of people don't really see that because he usually shows his masochistic side a lot. Like, it's it's definitely his fault, it, but it also makes him a unique character. For Shiro, I kind of like and dislike him. It's, it's really weird because he's a, he's a cool guy, but that masochistic, like, personality trait of him can kind of, like, be annoying and get in the way. But you, I feel like he really does care about the people around him as well, just like everybody else in the complex. Mm-hmm. And it's just really cool to see. Like, like I was like looking in the manga a little bit, like at the next chapter after twenty eight, and uh, it, it, it was actually an ep- I forget what it was, but he was building something else. I forget what it was. I'm like, oh, this must happen a lot. And it's just really cool to see like that creativity being mm-hmm. shown in the series and stuff. But overall uh shiro man you gotta show us your eyes like come on <laughs> we, we see them once when he's wearing the bag on his head in the ova um yes in the ova but yeah, that's uh, it yeah yeah uh, <laughs> otherwise like it even shows like he turned in he meets the little girl he helps because he found her wallet on the sidewalk and turned it into the police um so the police call to let him know someone picked it up and they wanted to meet him and asked if it was okay they give his like you know address or whatever but the police call and want to talk to Shiro and they're all convinced he's committed a crime or done something perverted somewhere. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, they're coming to arrest you, huh? Oh, no, I turned in this wallet. And it's like, oh, OK, he actually turned in a wallet. That's kind of impressive, actually. Um, yeah, but <laughs> there's there's not much to him. He's he's very much there, I feel, to be like the more comedic relief character, one of the major comedic relief characters yeah definitely Uh, about the comedic definitely comedic also a little fun fact about shiro he's actually been living at the Kawaii complex for four years mm -hmm. that is interesting probably i would probably assume the longest resident to be living there yeah because i think even risu has only been there a couple of years Mm -hmm. she i think yeah I think she went when she was there, when she moved to high school, because I think she moved from the co- one of the other complexes her parents were managing to that one to be closer to the school, I think. I don't remember that detail, but she, yes, I, I agree with that. She says it at one point, but it's it's not focused on much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, I wonder if he's the one who's been there the longest. Probably him or Mayumi. That's a good question. Fortunately, hmm. it's a question I don't think we can answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they ever say it, but it's, it's definitely one of those two. I feel like you're definitely probably Shiro. 
Speaking of Mayumi, we should probably move on to her. Mm-hmm. All right. So do you Mayumi, want to take this away, Condor? Oh, you, you know. Oh, you know I do. Mayumi oh, okay. is a character. That's it. No, I'm kidding. Okay. She's a 29-year-old woman who is living in the Kawhi complex who is an office worker. She, uh, when she's first introduced, um, uh, Usa, actually, uh, Shiro shows Usa a picture of her. It's like, oh, she looks really nice and proper. I can't wait to meet her. And then you literally have the scene where Usa's like walking home from school or he's on his bike, I forget. And there's like this girl who's like drinking by like the water and she's like complaining about her ex boyfriend dumping her and stuff and saying how she wishes everything would be better <laughs> and Usa's like oh are you okay and then it turns out it's the girl in the picture mm-hmm. and stuff and it's just like oh no she's also another odd hand I'm so happy <laughs> but, yeah, but basically yeah she's just like chain drinking uh that that boyfriend was the one who was two-timing her so yeah. she's like screaming the fact that he was two timing her and she broke up with him. But yeah, he's he's worried that this lady is gonna hurt herself because she's clearly just sloshed on the very edge of this like river or lake or whatever, and he's worried she's gonna fall in. So he calls out to her, realizes it's uh Mayumi uh, and just having to deal with a drunken Mayumi trying to get her home essentially mm-hmm. but but my yumi's likes to drink a lot mm-hmm. she always complains about the fact that uh she wishes she could be happy and that she if she can't be happy nobody else will so she really mm-hmm. kind of hates it when uh there's scenes of like usa and ritsu kind of almost flirting in a way and she's like oh youth i hate it it's horrible but uh she also has like a, a squabble with another character uh what was her name sayaka right yeah she yeah, has like Sayaka. a squabble with Sayaka where they like hate each other as well. We'll get more into that later. But uh, basically, uh, Mayumi is that type of character. She's probably the uh, sexiest character in the show, in my opinion. I mean, they, they literally made her that way. So it would yeah. make sense. And uh, she also, a fun fact about our little friend here is that she likes to talk in her sleep. Mm-hmm. But you did not know that. I did not know that. Look at that. Wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what a woman talking in her sleep. Man. But yeah. a- another fun fact is Mayumi likes to keep her room very tidy whenever she has a boyfriend. But when she doesn't have a boyfriend, it's a mess. They actually <laughs> yeah. do mention that in the show. I just wanted to bring that up real yeah, quick. Yeah, no, it's we fun. The, the centipede episode where they're trying to find the centipede. <laughs> She's scared it's gone into her room and they open it up and you just see like food uh packaging and liquor bottles and clothes just everywhere i think my favorite part about that is she asked us if he got excited by the bra in the upper right corner of her room and it's so (laughs) cluttered he's not even noticing it they have to have an arrow point to it and it's just like no i also like too that she normally walks around very skimpily when she's at the house so she's not going out yeah she's pretty moment one day that he sees her dress that way and he's very annoyed that as a 16 year old he should get very excited by that but it's so normal he's just accepted it and doesn't care uh which is was fun <laughs> it was like, i should be like you. losing my mind but it's so normal i don't even care anymore and then that makes her mad because he should be but uh yeah it's, she she's jealous of usa and ritsu's relationship because they're very naive i guess and, and experienced in their love life and she's jealous of that, but also they have the kind of relationship she wishes she could have with somebody. Uh, but she keeps picking guys who are two and three timing her. They say sometimes the, four timing her. Yeah, at the start <laughs> you find out 
He's like, he was two timing me. And she was like, well, hey, that's an improvement. The guy before that was three timing you, and the guy before that was four timing you. And then she punches Shira in the face, which she then says thank you or whatever for. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So she she just keeps picking these guys who are just losers, and she's constantly getting excited to get invited to these mixers that either she gets uninvited from or they end up getting canceled. And so she's always upset. It even points out when she has a boyfriend, she doesn't drink quite as much. Um, but when she's single, she just pounds down liquor all the time. Uh, but I she's doing uh, constantly going out of her way to tease uh, Ritsu and more Usa, I guess, than Ritsu. But yeah, more Usa. Just be, to get on his nerves because she knows he'll get flustered about it and that makes her happy. Because um, Usa's more aware of it while Ritsu's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really do like uh, Mayumi as a character because like when the cards are down, she will actually be serious. Like there's a scene where uh, there's a scene where uh, Usa is being teased by like this group of people at his job that he gets mm-hmm. and uh, Ritsu comes in and like uh, like helps out. But then later it's her and, and uh, Sayaka and they're all like being like, oh, come join us and stuff. And there's the other scene with the uh, with the flasher as well, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, where she and, and Sayaka step in to like help out. And I'm like, yeah, she's like that character who likes to take action when necessary, which is really good. And that's what I look look for to see if a character is really uh, nice. And overall, she actually does generally care about the people who she lives with as well as shiro does you know it's a good quality to have it i mean you're living with these people and i feel like the more you spend time with people the more closer you get mm-hmm. the more closer you, you like you think they are to being friends or maybe even family so it's a really nice trait overall out of her downfalls she has a lot of she has some um quality choices as well if that's the right yeah. word <laughs> and i feel like i feel like you keep saying you know that they care for each other when push comes to shove i feel like that's really everybody in this show Ritsu talks about she really doesn't like Shiro and Mayumi and all of them, but if they're ever really down in the dumps, she hates participating in group activities. But if any of them are truly like depressed or upset, she joins in. It's mm-hmm. She still doesn't look interested in doing it, but she at least joins in instead of trying to wiggle her way out of it. Saika likes to mess with everybody because she's just a big tease, but mm-hmm. she jumps in with that scene. Like you said, uh, some high schoolers are picking at Usa at his job which is at this like houseboy cafe or whatever so they're dressed in like old houseboy attire um to serve drinks and whatnot and they're all picking at him uh but yeah that's ritsu comes and says her thing to try to get usa out of there and then as soon as usa leaves sayaka and mayumi are pissed off at these people and the fact that usa won't say anything to them so mayumi just goes and like unbuttons her shirt to show all of her cleavage and start hitting on the guys and then sayaka goes to one girl who's clearly very uh dolled up to look pretty and throws a fake eyelash on the floor and is like oh what's this bug and <laughs> i love that scene that, that was great and then she like covers her eyes and runs to the bathroom only to find out her eyelashes were fine so i could just like had one on her and threw it out at her but uh they great. they all care for each other even though they pretend not to they all have each other's back when it gets really bad except mm-hmm. maybe shiro shiro's the one who doesn't act like it the most but he's the least problematic as far as relationships go in the house. Everyone seems to like him, even though he's kind of this creepy guy. He's just the creepy guy. But otherwise, they know he's he'll treat them right, essentially. Something else that something you mentioned about Shiro, I feel like uh, she doesn't really get much character development either as well she in doesn't. the show. 
I think she's the only character who doesn't have an episode that really focuses on building her up. She just has little moments spurted into other episodes where she realizes somebody is a loser or why they're a loser and that sort of thing. And that's understandable considering that the first 12 episodes mainly focus on Utsa and Risu trying to develop their relationship, which is like the Mm -hmm. main plot of the story. I'm sure, and this is just a guess, I'm sure later on they'll have their own, like they have their own chapters which like focus on them to give them mm-hmm. character development. Um, anyway, let's move on to our next character, Falcon. Would you like to tell us about our favorite girl who hates rabbits, Sayaka Watanabe? Yeah. yeah, so Sayaka is a college student living at the Kawaii Complex. Um, she is pretty much a your stereotypical flirt. She never has a boyfriend. She just flirts with the guy and goes out on dates with them. And then when she's bored of them, she just drops them and picks up somebody else. Um, when she gets on Miami's last nerve, Miami phrases her as the worst type of girl um, because Miami just feels like her toying with them is a really insensitive thing to do. And especially since she can pick up a guy very, very easily, um, she's just kind of messing with the guys, which then I guess later on down the line could make them more skeptical. So then when they're trying to date somebody like Miami, if they've had, if they've been with several fl- flirts earlier on, they might be less likely to either go on a date or to trust them. Um, it's never really explained why we just know that Miami doesn't like it Um, but Sayaka is in love with Miami she loves teasing her Um, she's always trying to find ways to fondle her uh, and just to get on I guess really more just to get on Miami's nerves Um, but otherwise we don't know too much about her except she's constantly getting like new circles of friends that she'll leave Uh, she hates exes she hates rabbits She's, she's, she's afraid of rabbits, like actually. Yeah, actually afraid. terrified. Um, well, she has good reason to be. Yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> she always has a lot of makeup. Um, otherwise, we don't know much more about her except for that she's just kind of this flirty one. We yeah, out. I was gonna say. I feel like Sayaka. Uh, I'm not counting. I'm not counting the landlady mm-hmm. because I feel like like the older characters in anime don't really need to be developed that much because they've already like lived their life. So obviously they come into the show and they have like their w- elderly wisdom. But yeah. I feel like Sayaka is probably the character that did not get the most like development and or like characterization in general. Other than we know she's manipulative and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know. I mean, yeah, we don't even know like what her college major is. Who, we know who one of her friends is, and that's where we find out that she's not always super manipulative. She does have like a kind of caring side to her. She just she's very selective as to who sees it, um, but she doesn't like people knowing. She keeps trying to get that friend to shut up about it, but that friend gets drunk and just spills everything. Um, but besides that, yeah, we really don't know anything about her except for she's this manipulative college girl who's just constantly toying with guys. Um, she likes to give Usa very bad advice. You find out the one episode where he was being really creepy. That's the uh, reason he finds out at the why, end, because of her. Yeah, if he would have not listened to and just done what he'd been doing, he would have been fine. But the fact he took her advice and just constantly was annoying, Ritsu, he actually got set back on his plan, um, which kind of was a good learning lesson for him to be like, don't trust her with that stuff. Uh, you know, just ignore it. Um, but yeah, otherwise, she's just, she's kind of there, which is sad because I do enjoy her character a lot. Mm-hmm. yeah she's she's just there to be manipulative and to help stick up for usa when he needs it really but uh i guess the only other real notable thing about her is she's been very good about keeping her living arrangements secret but yet one of her exes ends up finding out where she lives and she uh kind of comes on to usa so he'll think usa's her new boyfriend and start finding usa so she can just kind of like sneak in the house oh yeah i forgot um, about that scene <laughs> yeah. i do remember it now that you mention it mm-hmm. 
I thought you were talking about her friend for a second, but yeah, no, there was a scene with her with her ex was outside and she was like yeah. flirting, flirting with Usa. Like, oh hey, and he was about to like beat beat him up, but then I wasn't it was it the, the cop the cop came later with Shiro. That's right. Uh, but before that, Ritsu came. Uh, oh, Ritsu sure. came and threw the book at him, and said she was trying <laughs> to get in and he needed to move, and he apologized for blocking the way, let Ritsu in. That was very uh, early on. And then the Usa tried to walk in as well. And then he just grabbed Usa and starts fighting in. And that's when the cop comes with Shiro. That's um, right. And kind of stops that. But yeah, uh, they hint that Usa kind of did at least take a punch before they leave. Because I think, I don't know if he has an ice pack or what, but he has something to where they're apologizing for the fact he got hurt. Thanks to whatever Sayaka did. And that's mm-hmm. where Sumiko finally is just like, yeah, you can't bring that shit here. Like... Uh, if you want to treat people like that, no, that's no, fine. No, no, but if it affects this again, we're either raising your rent or kicking you out. Uh, we don't want any of that. Um, triple the rent. <laughs> I think that was I think that was Miami who got the rent tripled at one point. Yeah, it was uh, great. I don't even remember what she did, but yeah, I remember uh, in the back whenever whoever else is talking in the foreground. If you pay attention, Ritsu's talking to Miami in the background. It's like so. Remember next month triple rent, and she's like, "What? You were serious about that?" And she just turns around and walks away. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, all right, but yeah, it was it was great. Uh, but yeah, he's going back to Saika one last time. I, it's just that there's really not much to talk about her other than what we said already. Manipulative, uh, mm-hmm. likes to play around, doesn't really like to get serious. But I'll say the same thing as I said about uh, the other two characters. She she does she cares about everybody in the house, even though she doesn't show it. Blah 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 blah. You know the usual. Uh, again, she'll probably get her own character arc later in the in the mm-hmm. manga as well, but we don't see it in the anime. Right, and, and that leaves the last character is yep, uh, Sumiko-san. Uh, Sumiko is a family member of Ritsu. She's managing the uh, boarding house for Ritsu's mom. Uh, she's an older lady, very good at taking care of everybody. Uh, we don't really see too much with her. She can be fairly manipulative as well. She has a friend you find out who owns a cafe. And they want Usa to work there because the employees are very odd individuals and they see how he's handling managing everybody else at the house when they're out trying to eat at a restaurant. He's trying to get them all ordered and ready to go. Um, and he's not interested. He's tired of dealing with weird people. He's already living with weird people. <laughs> He'd been called the oddball handler. He didn't want that again. He was trying to use high school to like drop that persona. Um, mm-hmm. But they end up bringing the costume to the house one day and having Usa uh put it on because sumiko knows ritsu loves more classical era cost traditional japanese costumes and attire the week so they actually know, says it's her fetish yeah uh <laughs> yeah they uh so they dress him up like that knowing if ritsu sees him and he sees her reaction he'll take the job because he'll get to wear the costume hook line and sinker yeah Very so she she has her moments like that where she'll toy with him to get what she wants i think still my favorite sumiko moments in episode one where she can tell Usa's interested in Ritsu and he just tell she tells him she's a tough one to score, which causes Usa to choke on whatever he was drinking. <laughs> and I, I forgot exactly how she phrased it, but she had it on here. She was wanting to be um wanting to be a perfect side character in a romantic drama. She sometimes practices on Usa by giving him observations and comments that are meant to be of no value. She wants to be, I think she phrases like that cool character in like a soap opera that just has like really cool one-liners and then just like leaves. Um, but otherwise she's there to pretty much cook them food, give them advice if they ever really need it. Um, but just kind of to be the, 
the more normal figure of the house, I guess. Um, she's very selective who she lets into the house. Uh, that's why she interviews everybody. And even though they're all weirdos, they all blend together very well. Um, she doesn't want there to be too much discourse going on. Uh, the only other really thing to note is she has a doll collection, which we don't see too much, uh, except for the this in the episode. Yeah. And we don't see all of them. We just see like a few of them. Are they sneaking? Ritsu goes to uh, Sumiko's room forgetting she's out for the weekend to go get her to kill the centipede. And then she just sees the doll and I like, get scared and runs into Mayumi's room where they then find the centipede. Um, well, no, they don't find the centipede. Ritsu thinks she has the centipede and it's not a centipede. But that freaks Mayumi out and they wake everybody up. But that's yeah, yeah. really it for her. She's there to cook to be the kind of normal figure of the house. But that's yeah. pretty much it. Sumiko's basically like, as Falcon mentioned, he's she is the elderly character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the elderly character's role in a show is to like give advice at all times you know like be there for a person when they're like lost and stuff and that does happen a few times i think like later on in the show mm-hmm. where she's really good with like helping out the characters when they're feeling down like whenever they're feeling like really upset or something she'll cook like their favorite meal to have them for dinner which is like mm-hmm. really sweet of her because she she she's a very caring individual which is great for her character yeah. um but she also has like a scary side like whenever uh whenever sayaka and uh Mayumi are doing things like really bad and she'll be like oh you shouldn't be doing things like that in the house you want to uh, take that back I think my favorite one is the one where Sayaka is drunk during the day and ambushes Mayumi when she first gets home and she's just like trying to like be super touchy-feely with her in the entryway and Sumiko oh, literally comes puts like- a plastic bag over Sayaka's head and then ask her what she was doing. And then she just like closes it to where like, she almost suffocates. It's like, don't do that again, okay? And she's like, dang, Sumiko, okay. Uh, it's pretty fun. Put the fear into her for sure. Um, but again, yeah. she doesn't really need character development because no. I, I mentioned earlier, she's the elderly character. She's literally there to give advice to lead, to help uh, lead the main characters who need the development in the right direction. So I feel like her character was pretty well, probably more well than Shiro, Mayumi, and Sayaka, which is kind of sad. But that's okay because, again, the animated focus on them. Yeah, it was, it was guess totally that's... about Usa and Ritsu, and that's pretty much the main focus. Everyone else was just secondary. And I guess that's really all the characters, the main characters we, mm-hmm. we talk about. All the others are just side characters who don't really stand out more than just like a few moments. So mm-hmm. they're really not worth mentioning other than in passing. For sure. Real well, quick, though, let's talk about the music. Um, yeah. The opening is, it's not, it's not like a banger, you know, it's not a banger, but it, it's, uh, the opening is called, uh, some days, several worlds shared with you, which is mm-hmm. just like a, a translation of the, uh, the Japanese, cause it's like a Japanese word. So it's yeah. really hard. It's sung by F Hana, which, uh, I recognize this, uh, this, the, the person who sung this because I watched this anime called Haruchika before and the same person sings the opening to that. And, it's, and they're actually a really nice band. I do like them. What do you think about the opening Falcon? I really like it. It's not, I don't feel like it's a standout opening. You're not going to remember it too well a few months after you've watched the show. But it does its job really well. I genuinely like this sh- song. I listen to it every now and then. Um, like I said, I've watched the show numerous times. Mm-hmm. Also, real quick, I just found out when I was reading up on the Wikipedia real quick, apparently the OVA was unaired. It was oh. only included with the Blu-ray releases. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it's kind of weird that since we watched it on uh, online, oh, I watched it on High Dive via, mm-hmm. via Verve. So it's cool that they managed to upload that even though it was unaired. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, actually, a lot of OVAs are usually uh, like that. Not, not many, not many are very aired. So, but it's interesting to know that this one wasn't. All right. Uh, moving on to the ending theme. The ending theme is called. Uh, what was it called? I think you, you didn't. You said my it. sweet shelter. My sweet shelter, and it's actually sung by the voices of Ritsu, Mayumi, and Sayaka. Which, yep. by the way, I really the ending theme. It's okay. It's not the it's not the best ending theme. Nothing compared to Kekai Sensen. Don't, no, you know, or anything. Nothing will ever be like Kekai Sensen's ending no, theme. No, 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 no. Right. I greatly enjoy <laughs> it. Uh, I like. It's very. I guess peppy would be the best way to talk about my sweet shelter. Um, I really like it. I do think the opening's better. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, definitely standard. It's not the best, but it's not the worst. I wouldn't call it standard per se. I'd call it above standard because I okay. actually watched it every other episode. Where usually, if it's really boring, I just watch it once and I skip it. Yeah. But I'm trying to keep a more open mind for the podcast to give my thoughts. And after watching it multiple times, I actually really did enjoy it. And I also, I really love when like the voice actresses of the of the anime like sing the songs as well. So it was really cool to hear like the three uh, girls just singing the song overall. It was really nice. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Again, not the best, but not the worst, in my opinion. Right. And then other than that, the the casual music in the anime, it was just okay. Nothing too, nothing too big about. Mm-hmm. You probably agree with that, Falcon? You know, I agree. I agree. Um, I guess next would just be our favorite moments on the show. It has background music, but none of it's really stand out unless there's a standout background track mm-hmm. that you thought of in the show. I can't think of any music other than the opening and ending that really stood out. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Uh, so what would be one of, or some of your favorite moments from the show? We've been mentioning a few moments as mm-hmm. we go, but I really like the, uh, the scene where uh, basically Usa is being made fun of the, by the people because she has this, so a little spoiler, uh, one of her old friends, uh, one of his old friends from middle school, I think it was the girl who told like the ghost stories. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to get a new look, trying to be different. And um, she comes, she goes to a mixer with uh, his other friend uh, as well. And these other people, and they all go to his work without knowing he worked there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like making fun of him because she's like literally throwing him under the bus, which is horrible, by the way. I hated yeah. that. I'm like this fucking bitch. <laughs> and um uh, he's just like sitting there like taking it you know and i just wish he would say something but then ritsu comes and and like starts like saying stuff and uh it was just really sweet to see her standing up for him because you know ritsu is the best character in the show and you can fight me on that but because it's true and uh and then like sayaka and mayumi come and help out as well i just really like like seeing all the people help help usa when like the chips came down because i really love seeing friends help each other where, where mm-hmm. it matters that's probably what my favorite one of my favorite moments of the show what about you falcon i agree that's one of my favorite moments and i want to say real quick too i genuinely like the side of characters too none of them are really there a lot of the side of characters can be kind of viewed as more of the villains or antagonists of the show um but none of them are terrible people like even with uh hayashi who's the the girl she was the sixth sense girl who could see ghosts she throws usa under the bus and they had actually invited usa to the mixer first togami usa's friend invited him uh, but then when hayashi found out it was usa she said no because you find out later she was in she was embarrassed she didn't not that she disliked usa or hated him but he knew her before she did her whole like fresh start and put on all the makeup and whatnot. And she didn't want to risk that coming out. Um, so when it turns out they end up stopping at this, at the cafe he works at after their karaoke date, uh, 
she doesn't know how to handle it. So yeah, she throws him under the bus of, oh, he hung out with all these weird people. Um, was Because they asked why they chose not to invite him to the mixer after all. And I feel like that was her trying to justify why they didn't invite him without that side of her getting out. Um, but you can tell even when everyone else starts making fun of him, she's uncomfortable by it. But she doesn't want to stick up for him and neither does Tagami. But they point out too later on that they're not terrible people that have reasons for doing it. They did a really shitty thing but they have ways in later episodes of kind of walking back and be like, here's why I did it. They usually apologize for doing it. Um, same with uh, a girl named Maimura who ends up befriending Ritsu. She's not a bad person, but she and Ritsu don't really mesh well. And so when Ritsu finally like kind of just explodes about it, they have this big fight. And But yeah, they have stuff like that that you can experience for yourself. But I like that they're technically they're very complex too they're not very one note you know now that you mentioned it, it's kind of sad that the side characters get more character development than the mm-hmm. than uh the three characters we mentioned earlier who barely get any yeah. <laughs> now that you're saying it out loud i'm like wow hayashi literally got more character development than shiro sayaka and mayumi combined yeah in the first season mm-hmm. <laughs> but i mean it kind of makes sense with hayashi at least because Ritsu kind of views her as a rival for Usa's affection mm-hmm. uh, because she keeps coming back to the cafe and whatnot. Um, so Hayashi, I kind of get. Um, some of the others, I don't, I don't really get that much. Um, yeah, Hayashi otherwise... was probably the best side character because I mean, mm-hmm. at first I mentioned like, oh, I hate this person, and then she came back and apologized two episodes later and stuff, and yeah. she starts like casually hanging around the cafe and stuff she she's a pretty she's a pretty good character overall after she's that. falling in love with the one cafe guy who also has the guardian spirit because that was yes. one of her six sense things was she had this guardian spirit and she would talk about everyone else's guardian spirits and the guy started doing the same thing yeah too. it was pretty wholesome comment about that. she had a, a nice guardian spirit she shouldn't do bad things to piss it off or something like that and then she just immediately is like enamored with this dude um but yeah uh i enjoyed her a lot um, but otherwise, favorite moments, uh, the moment we talked about there already. I love the moment that I already talked about, about Usa worrying over about messing up his chance and Ritsu is just all happy about it. Um, other ha- great moments I really like. Um, uh, while you're thinking on that, I got one. I like the whole, it was, I think it was episode six, the one with Chinatsu, the little elementary school girl, where she's mm-hmm. basically getting like bullied by, when it was. it's like childish misunderstanding where she says she hates anime. Now everybody in the school mm-hmm. hates her. And then yeah. she apologizes and everything's like, uh, everything's okay. But it was actually Shiro who was the one who uh, like helped her out, like try to fight through like all that time by like helping her build the i forget what it was called but it was like that really big thing and they made it like super yeah, big out of like the bamboo. pythagoras device yeah that that was what it was called the pythagoras device and then like they had noodles was it was the noodles that came down yeah they made a oh, i forgot what it's called it has a name i've seen it something so men uh but yeah it's a thing they'll do i guess or used to do in japan where they have a bamboo slide that has water running down and then they just drop noodles down it and you have to catch the noodles and if you catch them you eat it it was a Pythagoras device, and then at the end, it started the Soman thing or whatever door you got. And it's just really cool to see Shiro helping out, helping out her. It shows that Shiro's a very caring individual, one of his mm-hmm. greater quality moments, which made me kind of like like him more as a character as well. That was also mm-hmm. one of my favorite moments. Yeah, speaking of the Chinatsu stuff, I also really like the one where Mayumi is trying to help her out and be helpful and supportive, but ends up just making her cry instead because she said it in a way that is just not appropriate for a nine-year-old to hear. So Mayumi had like this good heart and idea of like, oh, this is what she needs to do. 
but she just went around about it the completely wrong way mm-hmm. then she feels bad and then Sayaka and Ritsu start dogging on her about the fact she made a little girl cry and she should feel ashamed which just makes her feel even worse good and that wasn't her intention at all but that's just <laughs> how it happened and I really like that moment because that's one of the first times we really see Mayumi like genuinely trying to help somebody out and care for somebody and just completely botched it up and ruined the whole day uh but yeah that would be another one of mine for sure and then my last favorite moment that i could think of right now is the episode where uh um, ritsu's friend i forget her name but like in the later episodes uh, she invites uh, her out to like mimura and she invites her out to a bookstore but they end up going to a mixer where i mean the guys are actually kind of like it's actually pretty cool you know like everyone's actually was pretty chill at the mixer i thought mm-hmm. i didn't think anyone was too being too creepy everyone was no. laughing they were all book lovers it was nice but then there's that guy who's saying like beginners shouldn't like try to get into books because it's not for them and then it shows a Ritsu thinking about usa and stuff and mm-hmm. then reaches like actually defending usa and i thought that was really nice because it showed progress of like the anime enough like the plot that usa is like actually that Reese is actually starting to like Usa more as a character and maybe have p- potential feelings for him, which is really nice. You know, I like yeah. that moment a lot. I like that one too. Yeah. Uh, I think the last, I really like the way the show ends, but I won't talk about that just because there isn't really spoilers in this show, but I don't want to ruin how it ends. I'll just say it ends how a lot of other shows like this would start within the first couple episodes. Yeah. That's how this one ends. And that's why I really like it. Um, it's unique that way. Um, another one I really like for a favorite moment would be probably the OVA. Um, the whole part of the OVA is this girl and Us- they're doing like a culture fest. Uh, and there's this girl in Usa's class who finds out he's big into, I forgot what it's called. Like Demon D-hunt. Hunter? Huh. D-hunt. It sounds like it's like Monster Hunter, essentially. Huh. It's on the weekend. Um, and he's excited about the new game. And so they're talking about it. And Ritsu feels bad that she's been making Usa read all this time for she feels like he's maybe not that big of a fan of reading and she's been monopolizing his time or whatnot and she's she's really confused and kind of worried Uh, but at the end when they're walking home from the culture fest she starts asking about the game and she's finally kind of breaking free and realized that she was being selfish with her side of their relationship of they only talked about books they never she never asked Usa anything about himself it was always just hey let's talk about that book I let you read um okay cool read this one we'll go and it shows that she's finally kind of opening up and mm-hmm. realizing she needs to understand usa better too because she really doesn't know that much about him and the I mean, game that's probably the last demon one i mentioned yeah the game is demon hunter which is probably a parody of monster hunter <laughs> yeah that's what i said i was like it sounded like it was like monster monster hunter but yeah i guess those are our favorite moments of the show mm-hmm. now falcon let me ask you a question okay would you live in the Kawaii complex yes or no yeah, for sure. I, I think it seems like a neat place. The residents are very unique, but they're nothing that would be unbearable. Um, I think the thing that would bug me the most is that literally half the house is a girl's only area. Another half is the common room or uh, like three fourths of the second half is a common room. And then the very teeny tiny last part is uh, the guy's area. They essentially have their room and a bathroom. And then they can go to like the little kitchen living room area in the courtyard in the entry hall and then everything else is a girl's only area uh that'd be the one thing that bugs me the most i'd feel probably 
confined a bit but there really isn't anything in the girls area but bedrooms so maybe i want it actually if or i was living there just easy just be a girl just just be, be a girl, girl. yeah hey, there you go uh, yeah yeah sure uh yeah but no i totally would uh what about you would you want to live in the Kauai house i would actually not want to live in the Kauai mm. house and the reason for that is because i actually i just like living on my own basically mm-hmm. I, I kind of like being, I like my alone time. And I feel like if I lived at the Kauai house, I wouldn't have that alone time, especially if I was roommates with either like Usa or Shiro, which I'm sure Usa would be like respectful of my uh, alone time. She would be like, hey, look at this new knot I just tied. Man, it would look great on me, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, and, uh, I get that. And then you have like Sayaka and uh, and the other one, they're just like all being annoying with each other, trying to like squish the belly. And I'm just like, oh, I'm never gonna get a Mona piece. But if I had to move, if I had to choose to live with some people, I guess I would choose them. But preferably, I, I prefer to not move in. Yeah, no, I get that. I like a lot of alone time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if if I could live on my own, I probably would prefer that. But if I was like, I have to move somewhere, I can't afford to live on my own. I would definitely live there. It'd be fine. Um, okay. I feel like Shiro. Yeah. I feel like everyone there overall is respectful enough to where if you really wanted some alone time and they bugged you, you could probably just be like, Hey, I just really need some alone time right now. And they pretty much would mm-hmm, let them definitely. like Ritsu. They said, just like walks her in a room the whole time. And even though Shiro gets excited, I feel like you could be like, I'm closing the divider. I needed a few hours of just me time. And he probably would be respectful enough of it. Um, I don't think he's somebody who would antagonize you for it. Just but to, look, but to look at it. this knot I just, yeah, but, but Oh, <laughs> I mean, you could probably just tell him, be, you could probably just insult him and tell him you're locking him in a cage and he would be fine just like in there, just like breathing or something. But yeah, I would be fine with it. Yeah. Um, let's I'll, see. What is next on our topic of discussion, Mr. Falcon? Well, we've talked character, story, music. We've had our moments. We've talked about favorite moments. Uh, what else should we talk about? to do actually is that is that everything I feel that's, like that's pretty much everything. everything all right well then i guess we should move on to uh would we recommend it and our rating yeah. all right falcon you start first would uh, you recommend this anime i would obviously recommend this anime i've watched it through now three or four times um i i really like it it's i feel like it's kind of a comfort food anime it's nothing that is groundbreaking will win awards or not that everybody would like, but if you like Slice of Life, if you like comedy shows, this one's very solid. That does some things very differently while still feeling very much the same. Um, so I would definitely recommend it for that. I feel like it's a decent anime for first time people. Um, if they like more comedy shows or a lot of sitcom kind of things. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, and I guess as far as rating, I'll go on and rate it. Uh, I'd probably give it an eight. I think it's, an above average anime that just didn't really catch on when it first aired overall. Yeah. And unfortunately because of that, this anime originally came out in 2014. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately season two is probably not going to happen. So as we mentioned, you're going to have to read the manga unofficially online to Mm -hmm. continue. If you are interested in continuing after watching, or if you're just interested, you could just start with the manga right away. Yeah. But uh, for me, 
I I would it's a definitely a good slice of life anime. I would definitely recommend it for first time viewers as a way to getting into anime. But I, as Falcon mentioned, it's nothing really big. There are the moments sometimes some moments kind of like mesh together. I honestly I'm kind of having a hard time remembering the beginning of the anime because it seemed mm-hmm. kind of it seems kind of samey, which is understandable because it's a slice of life. But uh, again, nothing too big uh, at all. I'd probably give it a six point five out of ten because it was enjoyable. But there are there were moments where I'm just kind of like oh. You know, no, I get that, and that's my rating for Woo. this show. Woo! All Why right, complex, more like uh, kawaii. <laughs> that means just scary in Japanese. It means scary. Oh no! All yes. right. Well, that is our ratings and recommendations for kawaii complex. Hopefully, yes. you enjoyed it and might possibly check it out for yourself. Uh, I believe you watched it on High Dive. I believe that's where all of the Sentai license shows are at. It used to be on Crunchyroll, sadly, no more. If you have Verve, you have access Mm -hmm. to High Dive, so feel free to give it a watch if you want to. Of course. The next topic that we will be talking about is another one of my favorites. I wouldn't say like big favorite, like Kekai mm-hmm. Sensen, but it is March comes in like a lion. It is a 44 episode anime, but we will only be watching 22 of the episodes, which is the first season or the first half, whichever you want to refer it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very good anime. It's about a guy who has depression and his battle to try to fight through it uh, as he goes through his life and he meets all these new and extraordinary people. So tune awesome. in next time for that. All right. So this has been episode three of the Bird Brothers podcast. Uh, we are now uh, pretty much on all the main podcast sites. Uh, we're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean, uh, and we are still uploading to YouTube. Uh, those are just going to be a little bit delayed for a little bit. We do apologize about that, mm-hmm. but you can check out the video there whenever uh, it gets uploaded. Uh, you can subscribe to Bird Brothers podcast on YouTube. Uh, next week, it will be March Comes In Like a Lion. And we hope to see you all next time. 